My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 15, starts now. If you got a guy on the Raiders, what are you doing? Probably dropping him because he's not doing shit. Yeah. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 15. Jay Maddie is out today. I got dog in the house, though. What's going What's on, dog? Popping? What's popping? Two black guys, no white guy. Oh, we better not mess it up. Are they going to call immigration? They're going to try to get us <laughs> deported or some shit. Maddie uh, it was out over the weekend, um, went to a music festival in uh, Texas, and, um, you know, doing he's doing white boy stuff out there, probably doing more drugs than humanly possible. And uh, living to tell, because he's yeah. back in town, but uh, he won't be with us today. So you guys have to spare. You guys have to deal with the two the two darkies. Yeah, I know he'll have a, have a hell of a story. Oh, he always does. He a always nice does. story too. <laughs> if there's always if there's anything he's good for, it's a yeah, story. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of stories, it's it's been a very tough fantasy <laughs> fantasy season for us both, doggy. We're both dealing with a couple of we're we're both dealing with losing. But it's coming in different forms for us. Uh, give the people what you're dealing with, dog. Man, my running back situation sucks. Okay. You know, I'm two and four. I'm in 10th place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like I can't put together like two wins in a row. You know, it's it's hard. You know, and our league is a we have a we have a decent league. You yes, know, we do. And, you know, some cats on other teams just blow up out of nowhere. You know, and, you know, that's what's trending, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. Shit. No, man, this thing has been hard for me. And I'm I'm one in five. So I'm a game behind you. Yeah. And I wish I was two and four. I'm a game behind you. My thing has been I just keep playing the wrong cats on the wrong day. I'm If you look at our league, I'm third in scoring, but I'm in dead last place. Yeah. Dead ass last place. I have a, almost 100 points more than the guy currently in fourth, I think yes. it is. Yes. And so it's just the the crazy nature of fantasy. It's what keeps you going. And really, honestly, I'm trying to figure out what I enjoyed more. Last year, it was easy. Obviously, I enjoyed. I won. Whatever. I was a champ. But it was a it was a breeze. I finished. I think it was eleven and three or whatever. Or, or sorry, uh, uh, eleven. Yeah, eleven and three. And then won, of course, the last two games in the playoffs and won the championship. Fine. But it was easy, or it was e- it was it was nothing's ever easy. But it was a lot smoother than what is going now. But I actually enjoy this because as clumped up as our league is, there's a lot of two and fours, a lot of uh, three, and three and threes, what have you. There's still a chance, and I, I keep saying this. I said this last week. I had a I thought I had a weak spot in in the uh, in the rotation in the schedule. And it came back and bit me in the ass because once again I played the high point man for the week, which yeah. has to be. And some, he was in last place. He was in last place, but just rolled out a nice <laughs> 148 point game on me. I finished at 139, so a nice nine point loss. Uh, Doggy <laughs> ended up losing by eight points yeah. in his match. Um, but what I can say is, pay attention if you're in our position. It's no need to whatever you do, don't quit. Because no, the thing never is. Quit. You owe it to the people you're playing with to put on a good contest so that they can compete and get a genuine result. So don't quit if you're one and four. And like Doggy feels and like I feel, um, we feel like we're both still in it. I think that we could still pull some stuff. I think that luck has basically kicked us in the ass for six weeks. And at some point, 
luck has a way of you know balancing out, and, and I've been proven wrong so far this year. But I'm hoping that that uh, does not remain the case. So, yeah, and I just want to get to 500. You know, that's the key. You know, just hey, you know, hey, I'm two and four now. You know, just let me get to 500. Yeah, and then let me go from there. And go from there. And you, and doggies are you got to take it one game at a time. Your strategy is different in that instead of looking long term, if you have if you're a couple games over 500 or more than a couple games over 500. You're looking for literally the guys who can help you this week, and that's really it. Yeah. If you know roster, your roster allows you to make some long-term moves that make sense, that you could still do that, but your priority in this position is to really try to win each week, and you may be sacrificing next week for this week, but you'll deal with that when it comes. Um, and never give up. Never give up because, it, like I said, you owe it to the folks you're playing with, and it's it's still fun. It's still yeah, it's fun. Really fun. It's really fun. And you know you're taking shit from people who you're losing to, and you, you know you're you got that one in five record like I do. So you're taking a ton of shit, but it's fun, and it comes with the territory. And I keep telling myself it'll be more special when I pull myself out of it. Yeah, so that's and, what keeps me going. And just say that I don't make the playoffs this year. I would love to play the spoiler. Fuck it. Yeah. Because I didn't make it. I want to knock Ed out or I want to knock Eric out or yeah. I want to knock, you know, yeah. one of my friends out, you know, so hey. That's what it's about. So you you do this so you keep these memories. That's the important thing, definitely. Um, you know, we've had a disappointing season obviously. Dougie, so far. So far. Who was your disappointment of this past week? Um, my disappointment was Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. You know, I started Chris. Um, he had like, you know, like I think last week he had over like twenty touches or something like that. But this week mm-hmm. he's sharing the ball with. It's, it turned into a committee. Mike Davis, yeah, Penny. It's it's terrible. And also, I had another disappointment, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, you know, but you know, I can't. You know, one bad game, I'll take that because Carlos has been consistent for me. But, you know, three points in the RB1 role, that's terrible. You, you know, that's horrible. And yeah. he was on the one-yard line a couple times, couldn't get in. Yeah. You know, so it sucked. No, that's the thing. You can't survive with three points from your RB1. And Hyde's been balling all year, so everyone's, you know, uh, has a bad bad game on their schedule at some point. At some point, someone's going to have a bad game, so you understand that. But watching that game, you could tell that the wheels fell off the moment Baker Mayfield got hobbled. When he yeah. went out sprained his ankles, and I have a story from that game, and that actually leads into my disappointment of the week. Jarvis Landry, who ended up with three points from my wide receiver one position, which, I mean, it was my my past catchers were a huge disappointment to me. I got nine points from my two receivers and my tight end combined, but yet I started Brady, Gordon, Connor, and Latavius Murray, yeah. who all gave me 20-plus or even 30, and I think in Gordon's case. So just very baffling and puzzling. And that's how, if you want to know how you start those guys and lose by nine points, that's exactly how that happens. Is that I even got 12 points from my defense. So my defense outscored my three pass catchers, which was ridiculous. But going back to what I was saying, when that game went off, you could tell it went off the radar, went off the rails when – Baker Mayfield got hurt, yeah. and all of a sudden he couldn't complete a pass. It brought down the whole morale of the team, and then all of a sudden you see the Chargers throwing bombs. I mean, two straight bombs in a row for a touchdown. Um, and also, one thing I texted you during the game, they were up by like 20 points running reverses. So they, yeah. they felt real – the Chargers <laughs> felt did. real good about themselves uh, going against the Browns. Maybe it's because 
I guess a couple years ago, uh, the Chargers were the only win for the Browns on, on their record. So maybe the Chargers there, they were there to high side a little bit. But that game um, hurt me in in, in various ways, uh, as as I mentioned. Um, so we press on, we press on, and like I said, we're going to look to see how we can help you, how we can help ourselves, how we can get out of these holes. Uh, Doggy, who's your rising star for this week? who you're going to put in the lineup with the idea that you're going to get from two to four to three and four. Well, my rising star, hopefully I get off the waiver wire. Okay. <laughs> will be Jameis Winston. I'm going after Jameis Winston. Sure. On the waiver wire. Um, and then I need a big game from Rudolph. I'm going to put Rudolph in the lineup. He's overdue for a big game, the tight end from Minnesota, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so other than that, you know, I just got to get out there on the waiver wire, work my magic and um, hopefully they could be one of my rising stars because I have a few buys mm-hmm. this week. Um, you know, Devontae Adams is out. Um, Russell Wilson is out. So Seattle and Green Bay has a buy yeah. coming up. So mm-hmm. that's like a big core chunk of my lineup. Yeah. Those are my hitters right there. So, you know, hey, you know, I'm just getting on this waiver wire and, hey, man, you know, just GM shit. That's you what know, you coach do. and GM. Coach all, and all GM. in one. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Um. I like the pick of Winston. Um, I'm going to surprise you because I'm 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 going first, so okay. I'm not going to take him. So you'll have a shot at him. All right. I got to go for receiver because that's where my problem is, and because I have the first pick, I can share freely with Dog because I'm going to make the first pick. Yeah. Marquise Goodwin with the 49ers has to be my first pick. He right. went off last night. I drafted him originally in our draft, yeah. and he got hurt, and I picked him up, and then Dog picked him up, and he <laughs> and dropped, dropped him. him. <laughs> He went off last night and he looked really good. Looked really good. You know, typically I don't go after these types of players because they're sort of flash in the pan, the speed guy who just, you know, the four catch he only caught four balls, but he was well over a hundred yards. Um, you know, Deshaun Jack guys like Deshaun Jackson come to mind where it's like very boom or bust sort of thing. But right now in my lineup, I need that I need something from my receivers and I'm not getting anything from them. So that's what I'll, what I'll be doing, at least in our league, looking at Marquise Goodwin. Um, and Beathard looked pretty good last night, man. He really did. Know? He so. really did. And going back to your pick of Winston, hopefully. Cause, yeah, hopefully. Because where are you picking on third? Third. You're picking third. Never so, know. You never know. And like I said, he, I know for a fact I'm not, I'm not going for him in the first round. Yeah. But I like the pick because I think Jameis Winston, despite, the crotch grabbing, despite everything else, him eating his fingers or eating the W or whatever he did last year, whatever the fuck that was. Um, I think he is a legitimate or has, a, he, I think he's right on the cusp of being an everyday fantasy starter because he does put up numbers. He still makes terrible mistakes. Hopefully he's had some time to think and he comes back and is as you hear the tequila pouring in the background, <laughs> um, and he has some. T- uh, he's taken enough time to come back and make good decisions. Really be focused. Um, I actually had him on my team earlier, but had to drop him because of other things I had to fix. But if Jameis was around in our waiver wire in the second or third round, I would be looking to take a pick at uh, take a shot at him. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's too much value out there for too long. He, he put up 30 points um, in his first his first game back. So it makes sense to get him. You, I mean, you end up – a lot of people are on buys. You, a lot of people are going to lose quarterbacks on buys. So it'll make sense to have somebody like him 
that you can pick up who you might have drafted, you know, not necessarily as high as Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but maybe at the tail end of that first group that, you know, so I think Jameis is a good pick as well. I agree with you, doggy. Um, we were speaking about bye weeks. Um, we got the Raiders, Pittsburgh, uh, and the Seahawks all with bye weeks this week. And Green Bay. I'm sorry. And the Packers. Thank you for that. Um, what is, if you're looking at, and you own, or you know, I, I always got to make sure you don't, I don't say you own players because this isn't slavery. But, yeah. but if you have players on those teams, on your team, um, Raiders, Steelers, Seahawks, Packers, what what uh, what are you doing if you if you're the Raiders if you got if you got a guy on the Raiders what are you doing? Probably dropping him because he's not doing shit. Yeah, that's a good on point. the Raiders. Yeah, um, you know, then you have to trust your bench also. Sure, play a guy you haven't played. You know, just especially I'm two and four. So yeah, I'm gonna play somebody. Hopefully, hope hopefully they'll have a breakout game mm-hmm. or a solid game. Sure, you know, so you know, trust your bench. Um, and just get to that waiver wire and 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 do your magic, but on the Raiders, mm-hmm. I would probably drop everybody: Jordy Nelson, <laughs> Martavius Bryant. I might even drop Marshawn Lynch. But you know he's solid. But Derek Carr is like so inconsistent, man. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's you know how are you going to put up thirty some points, and then you're going to put up six. Yeah, that sucks. No, it's it's a bad deal. You know, and then they don't have a line. Their line is beat up. Have no. a bunch of rookies on that line, mm-hmm. you know, and if you blow at Derek Carr, he's going to fall. Like, yeah. he's not a tough quarterback at all. You know, like the big bends, mm-hmm. like, you know, holds the ball, like, you know, yeah, and can make a play. He's going to fall. If, he just gets so scared mm-hmm. back there. It looks, you know, he's and he sucks. Exactly. You have a guy like, he should be playing like Mahomes. Mm-hmm. $200 million, man. Yeah, they signed this guy to an extension. I would. It's a Raider rant. Sorry about that. No, no, no. You're, he's a Raider that. fan, so it's yeah, allowed. It's allowed here. Maddie is not here to give his uh, weekly Mike Tomlin rant. So, yeah. uh, Doggy will will pitch in with that Raider rant. And if you're the Raiders, it's you, you got a bad team. You got a bad team. Uh, it's a lot of scary fantasy plays there that you're scared to make. Um, the one thing that's interesting coming out, and, and they've been talking about it a bit today, is possibly Amari Cooper being traded. Yeah. Um, I think that makes Jordy Nelson more valuable, but I think there's a ceiling on that because you got to make sure Cook is a, or sorry Carr is able to get him the ball. It it'd be nice to see Carr moving around, yeah, a little bit more little bootleg than, action and than he has been. Yeah, he's been dropping back and getting hit a lot. That's what I've seen. But Jordy Nelson, I think, has some value. I've been riding um, the uh, the tight end there, Cook. Cook. And Cook is nice. I like Cook. He's nice, but you're start you're starting to see the trend is going down. He's had two subpar games. I think after that huge 31 point explosion, that um, you know really helped me out and gave me my first win. But I I'll go out on a limb and say you know I'm not mad at you if you drop him this week. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're going into a bye. You know, it's a chance that if you have a, you know, subpar record, you may be able to pick him up again later on uh, next week or whenever. But it's just too much to hold on. It may be too much to hold on to with roster spots being filled and the need to acquire people to replace people who uh, who are on by. So that's my thought with the Raiders. Uh, the Steelers have an interesting thing because Le'Veon Bell supposedly, maybe, maybe not, is coming back Monday. Yeah. And again, a, a personal issue. I have James Conner on my team. Um, you know, 
there's a lot of talk as to what happens. Um, off the top of my head, if I'm the Steelers and Le'Veon It'll Bell be comes back. Yeah, I, I think that Le'Veon will probably get the bulk of the carries, I would assume. Um, he but, shouldn't, though. He yeah. doesn't deserve them. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. You got to know. It, it, it's very difficult to know what Pittsburgh's thinking. How yeah. many feelings have been hurt behind this? Do they sit them a week? Uh, you know, if they, if you're a Connor owner, this is my advice to you. If Bell comes back Monday, and you, you, what you do, obviously, you're keeping track on every bit of news you can. If they say, okay, we're not starting them, then Connor plays that week. Okay, yeah. or, or if they're saying Bell won't play at all, then definitely Connor plays that week. If they say this thing may go into a committee, then I think you look to trade Connor because you're now getting you don't know what kind of production you're getting. It's whatever it is is split in half, which is not obviously as powerful as a whole. Our math teachers taught us that, so you got to look at that. Um, also, keep your ears open for any other kind of stuff, sort of on the periphery where. You know, hey, I'm hearing Bell might get traded. Yeah. Because it'd be a shame to trade Connor and then have Bell get traded and then the guy you trade him to now has a three down back. So those are the ways I plan to play it. Doug, if you had Connor and you were dealing with this Bell situation, what would you do? Well, I would keep Connor just, you know, when Big Ben made a statement, he was like, hey, even when Le'Veon comes back, I'm a Connor. You know, I want Connor to still play. Sure. You know, so I would even might play Connor in a flex because I see them going to a committee. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a la um, when um, Blunt used to. What was the other guy? It was Blunt and uh and uh, Flash. Uh, oh, it was a was it who was it when uh, Legarrette was playing? Uh, and he had a. It was like Flash. It was I don't know. Yeah, it was Blunt, like Blunt D'Angelo and, Williams played yeah, yeah, with uh, that, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, like that in, in Carolina. But Blunt was with somebody else, like London, uh, Thunder and Lightning, or some shit. Yeah, I forgot a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, some something to that effect. You know, like a running back by committee, like you know, two cats getting down. So I would keep Connor, and I might even just play him in the flex position to see what happens. Exactly. Um, the Seahawks. I don't think there's a ton going on there. They're still not getting a ton of pro- uh, protection for Russell Wilson. Um, Baldwin came back, had a good game. You you mentioned the struggles with that running back by committee. Um, maybe this this coming week presents more clarity as to which back. Maybe Pete Carroll stops telling secrets or stops being cryptic about <laughs> which back he's playing. Um, how, what are you doing with uh, with uh, uh, Chris Carson? Well, I'm going to have to put Chris Carson on the bench mm-hmm. till I see what's going on because Penny's touching the rock. Mike Davis is touching the rock a lot. And, you know, it's just, it it sucks. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's almost like the New England situation now. Yeah. It's like starting to bite me in the ass with James White. Sure. But you don't you know, know. You don't know because Sonny, Sonny Michelle, he's getting hot. Mm-hmm. You and know what I mean? And, and Okay, that's cool. But, you know, they're always going to throw the ball to James White. Mm-hmm. So I'm always going to keep him in there because he always gives me 13-plus points. Yeah. You know, so I have to keep him in there. Yeah. That's why typically I stay away from running back by committee. Um, James White has been great so far this year, but because of the way they handle backs, it still scares me, obviously. Yeah. Um, moving to the Packers, who are also on a bye this week, not very ho-hum. Saw him play last last night. They gave up a bunch of points. They almost lost. But, of course, Rodgers and now Nate, uh, Mason Crosby redeems himself from that horrible week and wins the game for him. 
Um, I mean, it's very boring. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you have him, start him. That's yeah. <laughs> that's Devontae Aaron Rodgers. Devonte Adams, start him. Um, after that, it gets crazy because oh, and and Jimmy Graham actually showed up last yeah, night. Start, start Jimmy Graham, obviously. But the it gets crazy with the other receivers uh, in terms of picking. There's like nine of them. It seems like it's probably more like four or five. It's crazy. That yeah, I, they're even throwing the ball to Ty Montgomery. Yeah, it. it after so that, it's, I it's I crazy. don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm gonna have to you know uh, re- defer to someone else on that one. Um, but yeah, the, the Packers is very boring after you get to uh, after you get away from Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jimmy Graham. Um, injuries. Uh, so hopefully this week, <laughs> I, well, I've avoided injuries after my latest loss. Thank God that was the only thing good coming out of the week. But some injuries that uh, we got to keep an eye on. Josh Allen looks like he's out uh, with bu- Buffalo. Uh, you know they weren't going anywhere anyway. Their situation, I think, gets a lot worse uh, because you're now talking about Nathan Peterman, who's like the the human interception machine. Um, I do what that does mean is that if you if you can get Indianapolis's defense this week and start them, and the Indianapolis is at home, uh, start them against either Peterman or they brought in uh, was it Derek Anderson? Yeah, they just signed him. Yeah. You pray that they start Derek Anderson after being there less than a week or however long he's been, and you ride that Indianapolis Colts defense at home and see if you can get a bunch of sacks and a couple interceptions. That that would be my advice on that injury. Uh, Doggy, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, Injury-wise? Yeah, injury-wise. Well, Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you have to keep an eye on him. Sure. Uh, I know all the Julio Jones Owners are salivating now, you know. Yeah, he's, maybe he's going to score finally. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to keep an eye on him. And Amari Cooper, hey, he needs to be injured. Shit, he he's not doing shit anyway. The Raiders, Raiders are not doing shit anyway. Did you say he, yeah, he needs, needs to be, to be injured. injured? That's terrible. Just lay it down. You uh, Amari, we're joking. In the Cooper Cup situation, <laughs> you know, that might be a little serious. Isn't it like a head injury or something like that? Concussion? Yeah. One yeah. week and did he, what, it, what well, happened this week? Well, he got his, uh, it was, he has an MCL strain in his knee. And a concussion before that. And a concussion before that. He's getting banged up. Yeah. Um, you know, what that does if you're following the Rams or have people on your teams from the Rams, um, it makes it a little easier to pick a receiver. You're now looking at Woods and you're oh, looking yeah. at Cooks. Oh, yeah. It's still very tough because they both light it up, and it, at some point you're going to get to a game where one totally outshines the other, and you're going to have to take that single and digit. Gurley outshines home. everybody. That's another yeah, and Gurley might roll off 200 yards like he did this past week. Um, but no, monitor that, um, and you know, like the, the, those receivers have all been banged up. But if it ever got to a point where there was just one, like a Woods or a Cooks, by themselves then that might be a time to uh, trade, snap one of those guys up. But as long as there's three, it just gets very tough. And, I mean, they're all productive. Don't get me wrong. There's people that take chances. But just know that if you're riding that Rams bandwagon with the receivers, there's going to be a day that you get a single digit, and it'll probably be when you least can afford it as the season uh, gets to get to the nitty-gritty, basically, is where we're approaching right now. Um, Quincy Anunua with the Jets. Um you know, does this open the door now for Robbie Anderson, who started off slow and then had a big game uh, a couple weeks ago? Should um, also a guy to keep your eye on, Jermaine uh, Dr- Curse, um, out snapped uh, uh, Robbie Anderson last game. Always sort of 
pops in for about two to three games every year and, and does something, scores touchdowns, gets targets, that sort of thing. So if you don't have Robbie Anderson, keep an eye out for uh, Jermaine Curse because uh, he, he usually will pop up from time to time. Um, Tavon Austin with the, the Cowboys. Um, not a lot there, dog. What do you think? Yeah, it's just, you know, the Cowboys nowadays, look, Cole Beasley I think is going to be the number one receiver now. He just went off, and um, I think Dak Prescott's trusting him mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm going after him on the waiver wire. <laughs> you know? Well, no, so, and, and that's the thought. Uh, Cole, I, another guy that I had on my team previously, and as I started, you know, because every week's a routine. You you know, you get past Monday night. You, you know, lately this year I've been licking my wounds Monday night. And you begin to plan for the following week. You say, okay, who am I hitting on the waiver wire? And you get down with your little piece of paper like me, like a mad scientist, and you sketch it all out. Uh, Cole Beasley, although not necessarily a great matchup this week, um, is somebody to consider because he, you know, for better or for worse, is becoming their number one receiver. And it's not huge numbers he delivers. Is he going to give you another 30 points, I guess, like he did last week? Probably not. But... If you're in a PPR league, he does catch the ball, and Dak looks for him. Dak, Dak is kind of like Alex Smith in that he's going a lot for these short passes, which is why I think Cole Beasley and a guy like a tight end, uh, the guy um, Jeff Swain, yeah. is another guy to keep in mind um, as you look at the Cowboys. But beyond that, the receiver pool is very thin at Dallas. Um, Baker Mayfield. And, Doug, you you're one of the folks who picked up Baker with his ankle injury, what are you doing? What are you doing as this thing develops? Well, I'm gonna have to drop Baker. Okay, <laughs> <This week. laughs> just keeping it real. Yeah, I'm just have to keep it real. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to drop him this week because I'm going after Jameis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Russell Wilson has a bye. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, later on down the line, I'll pick him up. I, you know, I think Baker Mayfield has a lot of promise mm-hmm. and a lot of upside. So definitely next year. I think Baker Mayfield to be picked in the top ten. He he might go before Derek Carr next year. Well, I, I'd have to see more, obviously, before I say that. I will say, like I've said before, when he's in the game, it just seems different. Yeah, it just seems like everyone has a shot. Uh, Jarvis Landry becomes more dangerous, and I think that's what really affected Jarvis this week is that Baker was not at at full go, and that that's what gave Jarvis a three point week, which hopefully. He doesn't repeat this week because he's back in my lineup again uh, for week seven. Um, so we'll see with Baker. Hopefully, I'm hoping he plays. I think, um, what is it? It's that uh, they're playing uh, Tampa Bay, I think, this week, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So it gives Jameis an opportunity. I don't think there's a strong – well, Cleveland has a respectable defense, but I think there's a chance for Baker to bounce back, hopefully in my case with Landry. It should be an exciting game, which is – you never used to say that about Cleveland. At least they're – worth watching yeah they are worth watching now yeah and that that has not always been the case uh doggy where were you right yet last week because Whoa. despite the loss way man there's, there's i was right yeah. especially after i talked to you uh-huh. that sunday morning <laughs> benching alfred morris yes because they yes. played monday yes. yes and then he didn't even touch the That's ball the, yeah we did have that conversation you know, and, yes. and then when Breida came back you know with the mm-hmm. game time decision sure um uh, played and 
And then when Breeden went out, it was another guy I've never heard of. Number 31. Yeah. Right? Out of the blue. Had no idea. Where's Alfred Morris, you know? Yeah. So that's why I went right. (laughs) Yeah. No, the thing is, you always have to be careful about those hot names on the waiver wire following an injury. Man. First, you have to make sure if the guy, you have to make sure he's not coming back. Yeah. And, you know, as the week went on, you could tell no one was really committed to Breeden not playing. And as you got to Monday and they said, hey, they still think he could play, then... Alfred was not going to be a great waiver wire pickup for you. Um, and it would have and, and everyone makes waiver wire mistakes because you can only deal with the information you have at the time. But it would have been an even worse start for you, doggy. Yes, so I'm glad was. you did not make that. That would have been terrible. terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're getting losses, you're building up points, which if you can turn around, should help you get in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's how you got to look at it if you're in our situation. And like I said, you're getting great advice. Our records are not great. But you're still getting great advice. We're still champions. We're still man. champions. Former and, champs. and despite the record, we are still amongst the leaders in points, yeah. which is what this whole thing is about. The schedule you have really no control over. And that's that's my excuse for the week right there. Um let's see. Uh where I was right last week. Uh, I told you to go pick up Chester Rogers. Um I wasn't adamant about playing him, but I said he wouldn't hurt. I was more thinking of later on down the line, like this weekend, definitely next, if if TY is still out, which he may be. It doesn't look like he, T.Y. may be back this week. Um, he started out slow, but I think he ended up with something like 15 points. So, you know, I, I, I'll take a a sort of an average right on that because I wasn't fully committed to it, but I did say to go pick him up. Um, let's see. I told you that, you know, the reason that I did was not totally convinced on Chester Rogers was because the Jets and Colts are either like two things. There's never like a 20 to 17 game with them. It's either 44 38 or uh 10 to 3. And so it went with the <laughs> blowout route. I reserved I I, I kind of restrained myself a little bit because I thought that that had a, the possibility of being a really boring game. It did not. So I was wrong about that. Um I told you to pick up the Dallas defense. 12 points, a couple of, I think there was a couple of picks, definitely a couple of sacks. Um, Dallas at home, uh, Dallas overall has become pretty decent defense. Secondary's getting better, but at home uh, particularly, the way they play helps your defense out because they run the ball, uh, they keep the ball, you know, in play. So the clock is running. When Zeke's got the ball, the clock is running. Shortens the game. And particularly at home, they're 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 fierce. Or yeah, they have defensive been. line is pretty good. Yeah, they get off the ball pretty fast. So you know, I like Indianapolis's D this week just because of Buffalo. But Dallas may be a team that you keep going back to, or if you feel like stashing, if you you know, or one of those folks that likes having two defenses. And I'm not going to tell you not to have two defenses. It depends on the situation. So just keep an eye on Dallas's D uh, from here on out. Uh, where we were wrong, doggy. Where where were you wrong last week? Um. Where was I wrong? Let me see. Well, shit, Chris Carson. I mean, I have to go back to Chris Carson. Sure. Um, I should have went with Eckler, but, you know, who am I to say, like, hey, after it happens, right? Yeah. yeah. But you know, just Chris Carson, that's where I was wrong. I thought he was going to have a big game, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He let me down, you know, so, shit, that's where I went wrong. Yeah. Because uh, you know. I can't say Carlos Hyde because he's been holding up for me all year. Yeah, I mean. You know, and, and he's been real solid. And who wouldn't have started Carlos Hyde? Exactly. You know, that's that's you know that's just stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, but, you know, running back by committee, it's easy to bite the dust real real hard on that uh, if you, you know, take that chance. 
Me was with somebody didn't play, but I told you go pick up Dante Foreman. He's still not off the PUP list. So, you know, I've since gotten rid of him, but you know, those things can be significant because for the time that I told you to go get him, if you went and got him, he takes up a roster spot. And right now, as people are shaking and moving, you know, you need those roster spots are very valuable. So if you still have him on your team, get an idea on when he's coming off. I've dropped him, but you could drop him, keep an eye on him. I don't know if it nece- if it makes sense right now for you to have him on, especially as you're heading into week seven. Um, adding and dropping. Uh, Doggy, who are you adding this week? Well, and I think we've gone into it, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but I'm adding Jameis Winston, hopefully. Yes. Uh, Beasley from sure. Dallas. Okay. And um, who else am I trying to add? Well, I, I wanted to add Marquise Goodwin, but since you spoiled that part. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's going to be the number one pick. And, Unless we can work out a deal, if you want to talk offline. Yeah, but other than that, mm-hmm. um, that's it. Yeah. You know? No. And I'm going to trust my bench. Yeah, I mean, there's you can make certain improvements. It's important not to go crazy ever because you, you start start listening to people too much because you're in this situation. But again, one week at a time, who are the best players that you could accumulate on a roster that'll help you get a win this week? And hopefully you get the win, and then you do the same thing next week. And that's the way you go. One week at a time. One week at a time. That's, that's the only thing I can tell you. Um, I'm going to add, obviously I said Marquise Goodwin, um, you know, Speed, you can't coach it. You've heard it a million times. He got loose 67 yards. 49ers appear like they're going to be a team that's going to be behind. Beathard, I was very encouraged by Beathard last night and as somebody who can get him the ball. Um, even though he only caught four passes, with his speed, I'm assuming his you know yards per catch will be up. So that could be a very efficient sort of fantasy value for me down the line. So I'm not married to Marquise Goodwin, but... He's got to be my first first pick as he's still out there on the waiver wire. Also looking at CJ Azuma, uh, tight end. Been looking at since last week. And truth be told, if I had picked him and maybe another receiver last week, I would have won based on points. But again, I was trying to get the team together for that week. I guessed wrong. 139 points usually does it for you. But so far for me this year, it has not been the case. Uh, CJ Azuma has uh, been the number one tight end for Cincinnati since Eifert went down. Um, you're not going to get 15, 20 points from this guy. I'm really hoping for seven. Uh, just, just give me seven points, CJ, this week, if I can get you, and we'll figure it out. Also out there, like I mentioned before, is Jeff Swain with uh, the Cowboys. It's an offense tailored and typically used to going to tight ends with Jason Witten in the past. He's had some big catches in games. Again, nothing spectacular out of the tight tight end pool unless you have one of the stars, the Kelseys, the Gronks, the Ertzes, what have you. Yeah. You're really just trying to survive at this point, especially with all the injuries to tight ends. Yeah, so, if you need a quarterback, also, man, Beathard, hey. Yeah. I love uh, Shanahan. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love his system. Yeah. I just love – we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. in, in, in the podcast, like the sure. earlier podcast is mm-hmm. – and um, I love his system, man. He just, you know, he it's something about his system that makes it, you know, quarterback shine. Yeah, and that's you know? another another reason. And Beathard's going to get some money probably next year. Well, or I'll whenever so. if his contract is up, mm-hmm. he's looking good. No, I mean, he is. He 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 doesn't seem like he's scared to throw the ball, no. and looks like Shanahan's going to allow him to throw the ball, yeah. which is important, especially for fantasy. And it's one of the other reasons that I would take another chance on Goodwin, as I mentioned before. I had him earlier this year and let go, let him go, but. Um, Shanahan is going to be a guy who looks to get Goodwin the ball. And I think that that's important 
you know, for someone who needs a receiver like me. Um, he almost looked like uh, Tariq Hill out there. Tariq Hill. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fast, but just like that. Very fast. Uh, you know, got to the ball. Looked really good. Looks healthy. Most importantly, yeah, because yeah. that injury scared me, and I got rid of him right away. It didn't hurt me until, of course, I could have used him last night, but I didn't know how he was coming back, and I I needed those roster spots for other people because it's that time of year. You you know, those roster spots are very valuable. Um, putting people on the bench. This isn't punishment by any means, but I think you should stash, as I mentioned before, Jeff Swaim, Dallas, tight end. Um, that's one person I would put on my bench. Pick him up. If you pick him up this week, maybe not starting this week, but look to look look to keep him because i think he may help you later down the line uh doggy wh- who are you benching this week oh i'm benching chris carson mm-hmm. <laughs> but i'm gonna keep him just in case penny gets banged up sure or mike davis gets banged up sure you know um that's who i'm benching this week and mm-hmm. um that's my that's my big bench right there yeah that, the rest i have buys and shit like that so. yeah they're running back by committee yeah it's tough uh, my sneaky play of the week, and I sort of tip my hand a little bit, Jermaine Curse uh, with the Jets. Uh, good game, good couple games this year. Had a cu- couple of good games this year. Um, as the Jets try to figure out what to do after Inunwa's, Inunwa, uh, Inunwa. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Mm-hmm. Has been hurt, and I had a beer, and I'm already babbling. Is he African? Yeah, he's African. Sounds African, yeah. Yeah, he's he's African. I think he's Nigerian. All right. But um yeah, a noon was out. So Anderson, who had a slow start, you know, we gotta see if they go back to him as much as they were expected to earlier in the year. But if they don't, someone like a Jermaine Curse may be there and may give you value for a couple games. I wouldn't like I said, I'm not necessarily marrying the guy, but he, he may be good for a couple of games as he has been previously. Um you know, we always go to the segment segregate your eight. Yeah, and, but I have a sneaky. Play. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped right over you, doggy. Yeah. Go ahead. My sneaky play of the week is my main man Kenyon Drake. <laughs> He's coming back, y'all. Uh-huh. You know, I, I was worried about him. <laughs> sure. Last week, because I'm I'm so glad that Miami won that game because obviously I have Kenyon Drake on my team. Mm-hmm. So my sneaky play of the week is Kenyon Drake. In they're playing in Miami against Detroit, mm-hmm. and uh, just to the simple fact, Frank Gore looked like he got banged up a little bit last week. Sure, you know he was a little gimpy, but you know he's so tough. Mm-hmm. So hey, you know they're you know they want to build up Drake's confidence again. Then he helped him in overtime a little bit. So that's my sneaky play, Kenyon no. Drake. Yeah, not a bad sneaky play, and you know it's you don't hold grudges against these players if they can help you. Uh, you'll bring him back, just like I'm bringing back Goodwin and Kenyon Drake. Even with the fumble, um, he he has a role. It's not the role most people t- thought he'd have when they drafted him, obviously. But you know, it's something. And right now, it's getting very tough to grab players who have a role with bye weeks and as the season gets tough, and also with injuries. So you know, give Kenyon Drake another try. That's that's what Dougie's saying. But. We're going to move on to Segregate Your Eight, which is our segment where, and Maddie's not here, but where we, uh, Maddie has to pick a team of all white players. I have to pick a team of all black players. So he's going to keep his same lineup there. Well, he usually has. And so let's, we'll, we'll roll the intro and then we'll, we'll get into it. Here we go. My Big Black Fantasy Podcast invites you to segregate your eight. Yo. 
and I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Go left, go left. Come on, rhythm. One, two, three, four. Black guys, help the white guys, okay? Go left. What did he say? He said the black guys. The white guys. Okay, and segregate your eight. Um, Maddie informed me yesterday that my team once again fell point short to his all-white team. And, you know, it, I think I still can come back. I think he's got like three games on me. But I'm going to, you know, when black people get some rules that are working against them, what do we do? We fight back and we change the rules, damn right? right. you damn right. So I'm going to make an amendment to Maddie's rules because it's just like a white person to make some rules in a fantasy football league or a fantasy football game or in, in, in society. White people do this. They make rules against black people that black people find out later weren't good rules for them. So then we protest and we sit in and we, you know, we congregate and we get the rules changed. So what we're going to do is I can't survive if I can't use any more black quarterbacks. Right. So I need unlimited black quarterbacks if I'm going to make this comeback right. So I'm, I'm pushing that amendment to Jay Maddie. I'm going to see what he says. What we'll do is probably next, uh, offline. We'll we'll figure this out, and then we'll come up with our uh, our usual sort of uh, lineups or whatever, and that begins the comeback. But he's been kind of I hate to use the word gyp because that isn't that race, racial. No, if I eat gyp because they're talking about gypsies when you say gyp. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. So okay, he's trying to basically short me on the quarterbacks because he won't let me use any mixed quarterbacks and everybody knows if you're mixed if you got a little bit of black in you you're black so Mahomes technically is black I should be able to use but we've yeah. let that go so I, I and I'm cool with that but I just want to be able to use you know we've had sort of the thing where I could only use uh, a black player so twice so you can't use Dak Prescott no more yeah yeah white. well I could use Dak Prescott well, th- no, I can't. His Technically, mom, that's right. His mom so that's the thing. If I can't use them, I need to be able to have unlimited use of quarterbacks. Because right now, I'm on pace to run out of quarterbacks, and he's got a three-game three lead, and that's not going to be exciting. And also, keep in mind that he's winning because I can't field a kicker. He's, he's usually winning by about three or four points on these things. And it's fun, but we have to make it fair. And that's what black people have done through years. White people come up with rules. Black people suffer through the rules, and then they revolt. And then they change the rules. It's a white man's world. It is. And so we're, it's not a white man's fantasy world. We're just going no. to <laughs> we're going to change these rules to make it a little bit more fair because I don't have a kicker. And also, you know, there's there's other situations that are going on. I can't use the players more than twice. And that's the rule. And it's, it's you know, it, it's close to being fair. But I think we can make the the uh, the rules fairer and more enjoyable for everybody listening. That's that's just my point. I'm. I'm gonna get off my so- my soapbox now. Um, I miss Jay Maddie. I know he's you know he's a, he's a likable guy. His little Steeler rant and shit. Yeah. Did you want to rant on the Raiders by any chance? I just want to say a few things about the Raiders to my Raider Nation. Uh oh, here we go out there. I don't know what Derek Carr was doing on the sideline when we were losing and smiling when he got hurt. Mm. It's nothing to smile. I wouldn't care if a motherfucker cracked the funniest joke in the world. If Richard Pryor was talking me up to to me on that sideline, I wouldn't be smiling. I'd be dialed into the game, sure, pissed off, mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, Coach Gruden, 
you know, I'm gonna give Coach Gruden a pass this first year. He hasn't been in the game in a while. Mm-hmm. I just can't just say, oh, the game passed him up, mm-hmm. this and that. Like I was jumping the gun before, but I'm gonna give Coach Gruden a pass. You know what? They're gonna kill the black man though. They're gonna get him out of there, uh, McKenzie. Oh, the GM. Gonna, oh, McKenzie's gone because his print, his his handprint is on this team. Mm-hmm. He drafted this team. Sure. You know, he put this team together in free agency, even before Gruden got there. So, you know, they're going to use him as a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to end up fired, Mm. I believe. Well, you know what? I think this thing is all intentional. I think they're going to Vegas. They want to rip the thing up before they go to Vegas to get bad enough to get a high draft pick before they get to Vegas. And to go after a quarterback. To go after a quarterback the minute they move in so they can sell seats. That's what it seems like to me. Um, were they going anywhere this year with Khalil Mack? Probably not. Would they be more exciting to watch? Yes. Definitely. Would they give the people in Oakland something to root for? Yes. Probably. But you know Raider fans are going to root. They're going to root. For, yeah, they're they're just like uh, blacks and Democrats. They're like they, Clipper fans. Yeah, the blacks just, always vote for the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they, the Raider fans will always root for the Raiders no matter what. But I think the plan is – to go ahead and rip this thing up. Gruden's going to be there as long as he wants to be there. He's got $100 million. And I think McKenzie's safe because he would have had to sign off on this when Gruden came. Because I think that was the plan. I, I think, I mean, it sucks if you're in Oakland and you've been an Oakland Raider fan and you, you know, got season tickets and even looked past them moving to Vegas and wanted to say, okay, these two to three years, I'm going to go here. We're going to, you know, party like it's 1999 with the Raiders. And... You know, you get there and they trade away your best defensive player, your best receiver. They're now talking about trading away uh, the quarterback who was thought to be a franchise quarterback two years ago. They just gave him a two hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, he got money. You, I mean, I can tell you what's going to happen. Is it they're like I said, they're going to suck this year, and I, I think they're in Oakland one more year next year. They don't know where they're playing next year, yeah. as far as I know, but. They're going to so suck next year. You think they're going to wave their car, cut them? Well, just pay them as guaranteed money? I think what, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. that out. Because when you come to Vegas, you can't come in there with this bullshit they got on the field right, right. now, right? With a new stadium. With a new stadium. I mean, those what people ain't, fuck? I mean, right. just like in LA, there's too much, there's way too much shit to do in Vegas, right, Dougie? I mean, Damn right. Yeah, you, you know, Sapphire? <laughs> Hell yeah. Something, yeah. But, yeah, Club Sapphire. Check yeah. it out. But um, Raider fans are going to be everywhere. Now. Yeah, but, you know, and that's such a big, and the reason that that, I could tell you that that's what's going to happen, it's such a big money move that has to be successful. Think of it like this, and people think about, oh, yeah, it's Vegas, gambling, it's going to be great, Raider fans, whatever. Think about this. The hotels in Vegas, the casinos in Vegas, when they pitch their whales, their big-time high-roller gamblers, they can now pitch to them, hey, come in on Friday. Come see an MMA fight Saturday. Go to a show uh, Friday night or whatever. Um, go see the Raiders. Raiders. Here we got Raiders tickets to you Sunday. Damn right. So what that does automatically is the people who used to come to Vegas leave on Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's now... Everybody stay until Monday. How how do you know how much money that means when everybody stays an extra day in Vegas? Oh man. That's it's more I mean, that's more money you lose at the crap table. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's more money the strippers get. Yep. That's more money the hookers get. Yep. That's more money the food and beverage people get. Yep. So 
It's got to be a big winner. That's why I know. I'm, I'm just saying, economically, you're right, though, you're right. no, that extra day. People talk about, oh, stadium, football, money, millionaires, all that. No. It's in Vegas. We're talking Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. One extra day in Vegas by 60,000 people. If that the stadium seats 60,000. Those people are those people ain't leaving the Raider game in Vegas on Sunday night and going home Sunday night. No. Especially after a win. No, they're partying. <laughs> they're partying. Even after a loss. Yeah. So you just got Vegas an extra night. Yep. With, uh, in a town that didn't need an extra night. They're already making money. Dude, they're making so much money with the hotels. There's a new hotel springs up every two days, basically. Yep. So it's got to be a big money play for the Raiders. That's why they're going to rip this thing bare. Derek Carr will be gone by the time they get there because they they will have accumulated enough picks to where and the only thing that might save them is if there's a college player out there at the time that you know they moved to Vegas who's a, like can't miss running back or a receiver that they draft to pair with Derek Carr to see how much longer they'll time how, how much time they'll give him. But it, that that's the plan. That's really the plan. They're gonna. It it it's already written in stuff. It makes too much sense. So Raiders in Vegas, I think, is a winner. Um, I think at some point they're gonna try to get the team to win. Right now, it's just not their priority. I'm gonna fucking get season tickets. Fuck I mean, that. but that you see, because that's who they're marketing to is people like you. Yeah, I'm going. You live in L.A., so hop skipping a jump, hop skipping a, an hour flight or less. Your and it's not even all year. It's only from what is it September to uh, February? No, September through yeah, December, to January. Yeah, yeah. playoffs. If they go to playoffs, yeah. yeah. So and it's only it's not every week. It's every basically every other weekend. Yeah. So you will get you get your fucking tickets. You will hop your ass on that flight damn on right. the stripper flight on yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. Where all the strippers get on the flight. You'll fly down to Vegas. You'll you'll get involved in all kind of other shit before. Look at how much time you have before that game. You get in there Friday. Yeah. How much shit you'll get in? Well, you <laughs> might need to get down there on Saturday. <laughs> I might need to you go might on lose Saturday. your mind. Yeah. Get yeah. yeah. Short yourself a day. Saturday doggy. early morning. Yeah. Or something. Because Sapphire is open twenty four hours. Yeah. No. Saf- oh God. Sapphire. Oh Sapphire. Coming to the stage. Yeah. It's Amber. Yeah. Yes. Sapphire. That's all Jesus I'm gonna say. Christ. Jesus Christ. Sapphire. Anyway, uh, Doggy, you have anything else? No, that's really it for me, man. You know, yeah. you guys just, you know, if you're losing out there in your fantasy league, keep your head up and keep fighting. That's it. Don't ever give up. If you have to play a spoiler role, beat somebody's ass. No, that that's, you know? that's what it's about. You and, know? And, yeah, and it's fun. It's totally fun. Don't forget that it's fun. Um, you know, like I said, make your moves. Make the moves that will help you win this week. That's that's really it. It really gets very simple. And, you know, and you, I mean, if your philosophy has worked, if you are in my situation where you've lost a bunch of games, but you're still scoring, don't start giving away players that have helped you score points. Yeah. Just ride it out and just bank on the fact that things will change at some point. If you're not scoring any points, then now that makes, you, you, you need to now change your team. You need to grab your best player and trade them and try to get parts to see if you can benefit from those players in different areas helping you uh, where the scoring counts. But just, you know, take it slow. I know we say this every week. And don't and help the next motherfucker. Fuck that. Yeah, no, don't. There's no friends in fantasy. There is none. There is none. It, it, remember that. That It's very serious. I, every year when we meet for our draft, I tell them, 
that I hope each and every one of them lose every game they play. I know it's not possible. No, it's not possible mathematically. That's how you feel. But that's how I feel. Or they tie every game. Whatever. I don't want anybody to win. So keep that mentality. Remember, it's fun, but don't panic. And that's really our message uh, for today, going into week seven. Um, We have information. This is our favorite part of the show. All right. You can email us. Our email address is email us at mybigblackfantasypodcast.com. I'm on Twitter at B underscore MBBFP, like my big black fantasy podcast. Jay Maddie is also, even though he's not here, he's on Twitter at my big black FP. That's his Twitter handle. Doggy. I have my sky pager. He's got his sky pagers, next tail. Yeah. Something hit him on his hip. Um, you know, maybe maybe he'll go to a phone booth. If you guys really want to talk to Doggy, Jay Maddie, and B. A pass along the message. <laughs> so just get with them. My people will get yeah. with your people. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all, doggy. <laughs> well, anyway, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, week seven is ahead. Um, roll with it. Let's go get this victory. Keep pushing. Come back and talk about it next week. Y'all be good out there. Peace out. <laughs>